Warning, the following episode may contain offensive narrative. Listener discretion is advised. Previously on the show, beaten almost to death, Gabriel was thrown into an empty cell inside an abandoned prison, a place where experiments are being done to other captured and injured prisoners. Gabriel is then placed inside a chamber where he is sucked through a vortex of lights, traveling to a place of pitch blackness. And from that place, he listens to a woman screaming for help. Season 1, Episode 4, A New Life Darkness, just the color of black in the middle of empty space. The screams of a woman crying for help in a language not heard before to Gabriel is awfully close now, as the color of darkness fades into a view from above a room. A room not commonly seen. It's made out of stone and clay, like if from inside a cave almost. Dirt serves as a floor. There is a table made out of old wood with thick patched cloth covering it. A couple of cups and bowls made out of clay rest on top of the table. No utensils. One small round wooden chair. A big amount of wrapped hay below a layer of brown fur sits in a corner of the room. Seems to be a bed that only one person could fit in. A small and uncovered arched window located on one of the four walls looks out to it late dusk, right next to a tilted solid wood door falling out of its hinges leading to a way outside. The door is closed, but has no way of being locked. The space is small. It's a home. Something made for a poor family, or made by a poor family. Gibral's view of the room floats around from above. Just his observing view. He is invisible to anyone inside. He sees where the screams are coming from. On the floor, there is a man on top of a woman. A middle-aged but very big man in size. The man wears loose-fitting layered cloth over him, similar to a fit of a robe. Brown desert-like clothes that cover his head. He wears thick leather sandals but has rough and dry feet skin. His face is hard to identify due to his quick movement, but has a lush black beard. He beats a woman underneath him. A young woman in her mid-twenties, maybe. She has olive skin tone, dirty brown hair, and brown eyes. She is dressed in loose-fit, robe-like clothing, but stripped half of her clothes. Her breasts show and she screams for help from the top of her lungs as the man tries to rape her. On top of her, He rips all of her clothes off and slaps her to get her to weaken a bit more. She yells and screams and no one comes as she reaches up and opens her eyes wide as if she connects with someone looking above. The room then fills up with electricity, like if lightning was coming down from the ceiling. The man beating the woman stops. He looks up shocked at what is happening. The entire room shakes as Gabriel's bloody body falls from the light show in the ceiling and hits the ground right next to the table. The man beating the woman quickly stands up, fixes up his clothes and desperately escapes leaving the woman behind. A moment of silence happens. The woman on the floor quickly puts herself together, slowly stands up, looks over the table to see what's on the floor and sees Gabriel's naked body laying on the ground. As she walks silently towards Gabriel, his body steams as if he just came in from out of freezing temperatures. She is scared but too curious to walk away. She gets closer, kneels down and puts her hand out to touch him. She uses her index finger to give him a little push. 
but Gabriel doesn't move. She looks up to see how could someone come down from the ceiling, but she cannot explain herself. Gabriel coughs. <clears throat> then she startles, notices he's alive. Quickly, she looks to see if she can grab something to help her carry the body to the bed. She gets up, tips all bowls and cups off the table, takes the cable cloth and pushes it underneath Gabriel. Then she drags the body to the corner of the room next to her bed. The bed is not tall, a few layers of wrapped hay and some fur, so she uses all her strength to hold his torso below his armpits to get half of his body on top of her bed. Not as heavy, then she lifts his legs and gets Gabriel to lay on his back. She uses the sheets from the table to wrap his body to keep him warm. She takes a few breaths, looks at her hands and clothes which are covered in blood. She touches Gabriel's head to see if he has a fever, but he is cold. She thinks he's safer now and lets him rest. Days pass and Gabriel doesn't wake up. There are moments in between rest periods where Gabriel wakens for a few seconds. He sees that the woman uses wet cloth to clean his wounds and wipe his body. Then he passes out again. During one of those moments, he also sees that the woman takes out a piece of bullet that was in Gabriel's right side of his belly. He comes in and out of long rests and she talks to him while she nurtures him, like if she's having a conversation but Gabriel never responds. She feeds him broth during moments where he's half awake, and from time to time she shakes him off to wake him a bit so she can feed him again. When he pees and defecates on himself, she carefully moves him off the bed, cleans everything, and lifts him back up to her bed again. When dreaming, many times the woman catches Gabriel screaming the word, No! No! as he twists and turns in sweat. Night after night, this goes on for weeks. One bright and sunny morning, Gabriel wakes up. Laying on his back on top of the bed, he scans the place. He spots the back of the woman across the room, kneeling down, whispering. Looks like she's praying. Gabriel forces his voice to come out and says, Where am I? The lady quickly looks back and walks towards him to help him. She helps him sit up on the bed. Gabriel then notices he is fully clothed. He is dressed in a similar style outfit as she is. She wears off-white coloring clothes. Gabriel's clothes are black, like a big black robe with a hood, similar to what a monk would wear. His beard is trimmed. He is clean and about 30 pounds lighter. She says things to him, but he cannot understand. Gabriel repeats, Where am I? How long have I been here? And she tries to communicate to calm him down. But Gabriel wants to stand. She helps him stand up. He is weak, but feels a lot better. His wounds are sealed and his swollen body has gone back to normal. What the fuck is this place? Gabriel says. She continues to talk to him to calm him down. She talks and talks as Gabriel snaps, grabs her by the shoulders, shakes her and shouts, Where the fuck am I? She silences. He pushes her back hard and walks towards the exit as she screams, No! A word she heard a lot during his nightmares. No, she says again, and Gabriel stops. She moves closer to him and grabs his hand gently. She uses her other hand to tap her chest and says, Maria. She pauses and does it again, touches her chest and repeats it, Maria. Then puts the palm of her hand on his chest waits, and he says, Gabriel. She repeats his name 
Gabriel. She then steps outside, and in her language she says to him, I'll go with you, and they both walk out. Months pass. Gabriel gives in to letting Maria take care of him until he gets better and show him around her poor village. A village made out of soil and stone homes through miles and miles of dirt alleys. Alleys of poor families covered in layers of clothes, worn to protect them against the burning heat and the dense dust that travels through the air no matter where they go. Families selling anything they could sell right in front of their doorstep. The village people traded water for food and food for water to make ends meet. But they live in relative peace. As Gabriel and Maria walk, people wonder who is the man that Maria walks with day by day. A sad and abused woman now smiles with the company of a stranger that no one dares to approach. Gabriel and Maria enjoy each other's help and company. They slowly learn each other's languages, three or four word sentences at a time. No true conversations, but as days pass, they can talk to each other. Even when Gabriel never has something to talk about, Maria always has questions. Questions about where he's from. But Maria cannot fathom those concepts of living, as if she lives in a place not exposed to any sort of technology or modern era at all. Gabriel is curious by such ignorance. He had been in poor places of the world before, but never experienced an environment where none of his stories were concepts of real life to anyone. After months, he just did not know when, where, or how he got there, and no one had answers. For all he knew, Gabriel was just in another part of the world during the same time he was a few months ago. During a rainy but silent night, Maria is putting Gabriel to sleep in her bed like she always did for months. Gabriel looks at Maria and tells her that soon he'll have to leave. She then asks why. He says because he has to get back to where he's from. And for the first time, Maria asks him what was the last thing he remembered before waking up on her bed. He tells her he was being attacked, that he was captured, locked in a gas chamber, and next thing he knew, he woke up in her bed wondering how he got there. Maria tells him that the night he arrived, her future husband was trying to rape her. Suddenly, Gabriel begins having flashbacks of traveling through lights and observing the scenario from above the room somehow. He begins to remember the traveling gateway. She tells Gabriel that her man was always abusive but that day was the worst. He was trying to rape her because for months she had been keeping her virginity until they got married, but he snapped that day. She was scared to death and she cried for God's help. And when she shouted for God's help, her entire room started shaking and got filled with lights from above. And then he fell from the heavens to save her. She gets close to Gabriel's face and says, You're my angel. Maria gently kisses Gabriel on the lips, a sweet, caring kiss. When she pulls back, they lock eyes for seconds in silence. She gazes at his bright blue eyes. He stares at her brown, innocent ones. Gabriel then gently and softly grabs one of her wrists and pulls her towards him again. He rolls her so that he's on top of her and tells her, I'm no angel. Gabriel kisses Maria as they both wrap and slide their tongues together for the first time. She passionately puts her arms around his neck as if she wanted him to do this for weeks. They kiss and she moans as she starts unwrapping his clothes off. He grabs both of her hands 
pushes them back to the bed and takes control of her again. He gently bites and licks her chin down to her neck and she arches her back using her body to ask for more. She uses English language to seduce him. Words like yes and more. As he starts opening her clothes to see her breasts looking at him. The room is warm, but her nipples get hard. They smell each other's body and feel their scent as he grabs both of her breasts, sucks on them and licks down her belly button. She feels nervous down her belly, but goosebumps emerge and she feels excited at the same time. He removes her from all clothing and goes down on her to make her feel nothing she has felt before. As she grabs the back of his head and doesn't let go, tears of pleasure come out of her eyes. After she bursts with pleasure, he moves up, looks at her again, and enters her. Painful but quickly pleasurable it feels for her as she passionately surrenders to him and makes love to a man for the very first time. In the middle of the night, as Maria sleeps next to him, Gabriel quietly gets out of bed. Carefully, he picks up his black clothes from the floor and puts them on. He walks towards the door, and as he's about to exit, he looks back at Maria, sleeping naked and peacefully in her bed after months of sleeping on top of her table. He says nothing, puts his hood on, and walks out without saying goodbye. On the next episode, Gabriel is now fully recovered and walks the streets of unknown crowds in a place and time he is uncertain of. Wanting to be the man he knows he is, is not long before he finds trouble. And trouble in these kind of streets become more fun and violent for him than ever before. Stay tuned for the next episode of Gabriel.